So in amongst all of the festivities of the festival of Purim, there's a really dark and somewhat scary bit in the middle. And actually, I suggest you go back and you read the book because there's a lot more to it than we've been able to pick up on in this short all-age service. But what I want to know is what you lot thought, perhaps as you were watching the, um, the drama or perhaps as you were uh, listening to the reading there. And I wonder, could I borrow uh, someone who's got some hands to be a runner for me with the microphone? Because I'm going to get some, some feedback. Have you got the energy to do this, Steve? There might be somebody who's no, got more. Fine, you fine. sure? Thank you. <laughs> okay, because I want to know what you people thought. Now, maybe some of you girls at the front, who would like to be a princess? <gasps> so, what do you think? And I, I, so, if we run over to them, what do you think that Esther thought when she heard she was going to be made queen? Should we get some opinions? What do you think, guys? I think she'd have been happy, absolutely. What, what, what do you think, Bethany? Um, I think that she might have felt a bit scared. A little bit scared, yeah. There was quite a lot of responsibility for her there, wasn't there? What do you think she thought? Maybe Jessica knows. What do you think Esther thought when she got to the royal palace? Because she was probably only a teenager. She probably wasn't that old. So she'd been living with her uncle Mordecai and she got to the palace. So should we ask Jessica, what do you think Esther thought when she got to the palace? Scared. Yeah, I think she might have been a bit scared. But do you know what? She was a Jew, and Mordecai was a Jew. And I don't know if you guys at the front know, but so the Jews were God's people, and, and they knew all the stories in the Old Testament. So she knew a lot of good stories. And maybe this is a question for the adults. I wonder, are there some good stories from right near the beginning of the Old Testament of God coming through and saving his people? I maybe here's a thought. Was there ever a time when they were going to be wiped out by some natural disaster? Shall we think about that one? Shout out, come on. Noah's Ark. So God had really come through for his people there. Or what about, what about the story of Joseph? Had God really come through for him? Yeah? So Esther knew, and this is really important, Esther had listened to her bedtime stories. I wonder who here reads the Bible quite often? You'd have to put your hand up. I'm not going to ask a personal question there. But, but maybe if you read your Bible, and if you read the Old Testament, so as Christians, sometimes we, we read the New Testament and we don't read enough of the Old Testament. But when you read your Bible really often, then you get to know some fantastic stories of what God has done for fairly ordinary people in fairly ordinary places. Because I wonder, who knows the story of, of the Red Sea? What happened when at, at the Red Sea? The water split. Now, that was quite a miracle, don't you think? Let's have a, a, a poll here. Who thinks that was a miracle? Yeah, yeah. So that was a fairly miraculous intervention of God. What about in Esther's case? Was there some big lightning bolt from heaven or a miracle? No. What happened instead? Should we see if we can remember? So Esther, who is a good Jew who's learned all her bedtime stories about how good God is, turned up in the palace. And then, do you remember, what happened just before Esther went to see the king? The king couldn't sleep. And what did the king do when he couldn't sleep? Should we shout out? He read a book. And who did he read about in the book? Mordecai. 
Now, that's a bit of a coincidence, don't you think? That just before Esther came to ask a really awkward question, he'd been reading about how brilliant Mordecai was. That, that, that's a bit of a coincidence. And it goes on like that. So, something to think about there, don't you think? Now, one of the things about the book of Esther is that it's a great story. And that's why the Jews read it every year at the Festival of Purim. But what does it mean to us? Now, this is where I'd like you to chat to people near you. And, and I, I'm sorry if that's not what, quite what you're expecting this morning, but we're going to try and be friendly here this morning. If you can just chat to the guys sitting near you, because I want to know, is there anywhere you've ever been where you have felt really scared and then somehow God's come through? And maybe if we just have a couple of minutes to share some ideas with the people near you, and then if you'd like to, tell us a bit about it, that would be great. Nobody's going to have to. But if there's a situation where you were really scared or you didn't know what was going to happen and then somehow God came through, he didn't have to have parted the Red Sea, but maybe just a series of little coincidences that somehow you know God was in control of. So let's spend a few minutes chatting. I hate to break up the conversations, but I'm going to have to say that, that... Maybe we'll have more exciting conversations about what God's done over coffee. So we'll carry this on later, because I get the feeling that God has been doing a lot of good things in people's lives. I wonder, is there anyone who wanted to share something in particular about maybe a time where they couldn't see the way forward, and then God did something? Yeah, do you want to come up? That would be great. Oh, this is big and scary. (laughs) So my daughter was in intensive care, her liver was failing, it didn't look like she was going to make it. My granddad passed away the night before she was rushed into hospital. I was sat in Acorn House, which is a home for people who've got sick children to stay, which is close to the hospital. And I said, please, God, somebody guide me in this situation. I need something to keep me going, because otherwise I'm just going to crack and break. I can't do this on my own and I said granddad if you're listening please something give me a sign and I walked out of Acorn House and they had a hallway and there's pictures and I turned and there was the picture the same picture that was hanging in my granddad's living room and for me that was the sign I needed but I thought right that's here someone's with me someone's helping me along here and the next day Ellie started getting better and that was her turning point thank you well done And it's been a real privilege, Claudia, that, that we've been able to pray for Ellie as a church. So um, thank you for sharing that with us. Maybe someone's got something else, and it doesn't have to be as, as dramatic. I love dramatic stories, but, but is there anything else people, people, someone wanted to share with us? Yeah, do come up. have a wonderful news. I'm going, um, <clears throat> even if I am nervous a little bit with this news, I'm going back in Romania. <clears throat> Don't be sad. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> but also discover, discover God in this church, in this beautiful, you know, uh, community, in this beautiful hearted community. And um, I'm going with my big heart <laughs> back in Romania to help also my family 
to, um, to give to my son a good education and to be um, near my husband, which he needs a lot, my support. <laughs> and you give me all, in this period I lived here, all the support through God, um, showing, showing the God love through this um, close relation between us, because we are the church of God. <laughs> and I take this decision without any other e egoistic uh, thoughts, um, not yesterday morning, the day before morning. And I'm so happy. Thank you very much all. Thank you. I'm sure there are more stories and we will do, do continue to share them because one of the most wonderful things about being part of God's people and particularly being part of a church is that we can share these stories. And I know there have been so many times where I've been feeling like I don't quite know what's going on and then somebody else will say, oh, this is what God's done in my life. And even if you can't feel God there at that time, to know what he's doing in other people's lives can be wonderfully, wonderfully supportive. I wanted to turn Esther's story back to here and now, because the thing about Esther is that bit that we read, that, that Lee so nicely read for us just now, where Mordecai said to her, who knows if God's put you there for such a time as this? And he also said something which is very interesting. He said, if you don't do this, then you're not going to defeat God's plans. God's plans are overarching. But if you don't seize the opportunity to get involved, well, in Esther's case, her and all her family would probably be wiped out. That was the, the brutal truth. But he said to her, for just such a time as this, and here we are in Camborne. Here you are, going to work, or meeting a friend in a coffee shop, or playing at the park. Whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you are, that maybe is where God has got a plan for something really exciting to happen. And it may not be some lightning bolt out of the blue. It might just reveal itself in a couple of simple steps that you could say, oh, that's just coincidence. And then you look back and you go, no, that was God's plan. And that's why I find Esther's story so phenomenally exciting and rather scary, actually, to be honest. And I wonder, how do you think Esther felt the night before she went into the king? Yeah, yeah, I don't think we even need to say it, do we? But what I wanted to ask was, what did she do? She, she heard this terrible news. Mordecai said, you're the one, you can do something about it. What did she do next? She fasted and she prayed. And that is really important. And we talked earlier in the service about how important it is that we pray for our new minister in Camborne. But it's not just about praying for big things like that, in everything, I think what we can learn from Esther is if we think God's asking us to do something, we pray about it. Fast and pray. Read the Bible. Try and work out what it is he wants you to do. And then go forward. And that song we sang, for the Lord has promised. And that's what we hear throughout the Bible again and again. The promise of how much God loves his people. 
And that's what the whole sweep of the Old Testament is. It's a wonderful story of God's love for his people. People who continually mess up and get it wrong, but somehow God has a plan. And that's all I'm going to say this morning. I think there's so much we can think about. And I think some of these little girls at the front who want to grow up to be princesses, I think maybe they'll remember some of this. But you know what I want to say to you guys? You don't have to be a queen to change the world. I really believe that God has a plan for each one of you guys, even if you're only five. Just the same as he's got a plan for those of us who are the wrong side of 30. And he's still got a plan for people who are the... Hooray, the other side of 80. God has a plan and he is going to use us where we are if we only ask him what that might be. So a lot to think about and a lot to pray about. And to help us with our prayers, Helen's now going to come and, and lead us.